0: This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com.
1: This week on Meat and 3, we're examining the true cost of convenience when it comes to when, where, and how we eat.
0: Dark stores enable workers to eat without any kind of thought to how they're getting their food or how it might have come to be. DoorDash, Uber, and Lyft in the past have pledged to spend $90 million to try to exempt themselves from the law. I could be wrong, uh, but I, I think there's going to be significant regulatory pushback on driverless trucks.
1: Tune in to Meet in 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh my goodness. Well, if it isn't sweater weather, I don't know what it is. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, the show about (coughs) bronchitis. (laughs) (laughs) the Highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and pourable. I'm your host, Kathleen Turner. (laughs) Yes,
0: And I'm Nicole Bailey.
1: Hi. Oh, I'm turning my music up in my headphones. Hello.
0: Hello. How are you? Great. Wow. What's been going on? What's your week been like? Tell me about it. Well, Seven days ago, I was wearing a bikini on a beach, and it was ninety I, degrees outside. I know. Uh, and here we are. I have full fall regalia on.
1: I know. Me too.
0: I wore a freaking hat today.
1: I, you did wear a hat. You looked so cute I coming know. in there. I mean, I know I looked really cute. Tell me
0: about that vintage coat you got over there. Okay, so I literally just bought it. You did from, just now
1: here at Roberta's. I bought it at
0: what well, <clears throat> bot found in the coat room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I went to our favorite vintage store, Stella Dallas, to find vintage clothes for my friend's unborn child. And of course, they bought it for me instead.
1: Fetus clothing.
0: Well, they used to have a cute little children's section in the... 10 foot single I can never remember which is which but the one with all the rugs
1: haunted baby section yeah like and passed um, on they had like a bunch of children. cute like
0: vintage sweatshirts how cute but they don't anymore so
1: you know you could give this coat that you just walked in to the baby and mm-hmm. in like 20 years it will fit maybe yeah. I'm be really happy yeah <clears throat> my week has been a little bit less than savory should I say I went through a breakup last week oh the, right and I'm I'm quite sad, actually. I'm trying to front like, I'm not sad because I want to be tough, but most people don't even know. Listeners, I always pretend that I'm single, but I'm not. I, I, now I, you are. Now Sorry. I am. <laughs> now you can really call me. The truth is out. The truth is out there. Uh, what's his name? David Duchovny? Call yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I went through a breakup, and normally when I go through a breakup, I'm, like, very... Uh, reluctant to eat anything except mm-hmm. for like tequila and tears and tears. And like, you know, once it gets to be like three or four days that I haven't eaten for, I'll have nachos from the Commodore. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but this time since I've uh, in tandem contracted bronchitis, <laughs> I haven't been able to smoke, which is normally what I do when I go through a breakup. I smoke and drink and mm-hmm. just, you know, bury my sorrows and, and chemicals. Um, but since I've been able to smoke, I actually avoided the whole breakup non-eating thing, which Mm. is maybe the only positive thing about a breakup. Now, hang on, I'm not saying not eating is positive, right? but, you know, it's nice to wake up one morning in three weeks and realize you've lost 35 pounds.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I read read a quote one time where a a French person, probably a woman, was like, the best diet is heartbreak. Yeah.
1: (laughs) She's absolutely right.
0: Um, I'm sorry to hear that. I had a similar experience today, actually. What happened? Um, So I went to my cobbler, and I brought several pairs of shoes, but one pair of shoes that's been with me for eight, maybe more years. They're Whoa. like my boots that I wear every day in the winter. And he, I was going to get them resold, but they had kind of like split in a different way than I would oh. seen before. And oh, he no. pulled it out and he was like, it's no good. No. And I was like, what do you mean? Even though I knew what he meant.
1: They're done forever? There's nothing he can do. Oh, goodness. They Garbage. took the boots off life support? Yeah.
0: They went in the trash? Well, no, I still have them. I can't keep
1: them up. <clears throat> well, maybe you can repurpose them. I could just wear one. <laughs> one is perfectly oh fine. Oh my God, my friend Janet today, I was chatting with her and she was like, she's in from uh, LA visiting, so she she's an avid runner. And so she packed two pairs of the, the left running shoe. So she went to go out for a run and she's staying at a friend's house. And sorry, Janet, I'm blowing up your spot, but nobody else listens to this podcast except for you. So she went to go out for a run and the woman whose house she's staying at, she just like barred her shoes, but then she went out today like, for a run in the borrowed shoes and it was raining so she was freaking out and then she tells me she did the same thing yesterday at some other somebody else's house this woman's barring shoes all over town huh i and know she's
0: a dedicated runner i would just be like the gods don't want me to go for a run or
1: wear two left shoes no listen didn't daniel day lewis do it at some point in the 90s two left feet my left foot my left foot yes <laughs> speaking of daniel day lewis <clears throat> a seamless transition into the fact that our topic today is food and music part un. one one because I feel like we're going to do at least 27 parts on this. Yeah, we're changing the whole podcast format. <laughs> Part one of one million. <laughs> <laughs> one million podcasts. Um, it's a really interesting topic. I found a great story, which I will share with you after you tell me a little bit about what you've researched.
0: So we decided to go with, we kind of actually aren't going to do a million episodes. So we had to just decide bands with food names for this one. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go with the super, super obvious ones. And I always just think about myself all the time. So I was going to just choose ones that have meaning to me. Like g and special sauce. Uh, no. <laughs> Corn? Uh, no, actually. Uh, I wanted to, to surprise you with some okay. of them. We'll see if it works out. Um some Biscuit. <laughs> No, let just stop. <laughs> okay, so actually, you're ruining my spot, because I'm just going to list every band name with food in it, and okay, that's great. all, there, there's nothing else. That's quality research.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Internet.
0: Um, I just wanted to start off, I looked up, if, there's not a ton of bands from Indiana, um, but there is one band that could qualify as a food name band, which is the original Salty Dogs Jazz Band from oh. West Lafayette, Indiana. Wow. From 1947. How awesome. I know. Sexy. I don't know anything about them, because... I was not born yet. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're going to start off with the Eels. Oh, yeah. I love the Eels. I know.
1: Wow, good one. Thank
0: you. Um, So they started their California band from Los Feliz? Los
1: Feliz. Los Feliz? We
0: don't fucking know. We're (laughs) from New York. York. I can't even be bothered. Um, But people know where that is. And they came to, they started in 1995, which is when I was in high school, and um, they famously have the song Novocaine for the Soul, just in case anyone can't place this band. Um, and if you don't know that song, you're probably just a millennial, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the band name is, the reason that they chose the Eels, so the, the originator of the band, he had an, a solo project called A Man Called E. Oh, And once he started getting more people into his group and starting an actual band, he wanted them to be called the Eels because he was like, well, if it's two E's, it'll be right next to my solo project in the record store.
1: Wow. But
0: he completely forgot about any other band that starts with like yeah. such as the Eagles or what a dumb Earth, Wind and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's a dum dum, but um, I don't actually know that for sure. He's probably. I
1: don't. Smart. I can't think of any other band names that start with an E. For some reason, I'm stumped.
0: Um, I mean, there, there's Eurythmics. There's oh yeah, mm, there's sure. plenty. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Somebody
1: went to college. <laughs> Great.
0: Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the story of the Eels. I'm kind of just not going deep into any of these because it that would take fine. 300 hours. But yeah, that's good. Okay, so the next band I'm going to talk about is Fish. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so for those of you who don't know, 1983 was the year <laughs> that Fish was formed in Burlington, Vermont. Um, they are a jam band inspired by the Grateful Dead. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) Uh, In case you guys don't know what a jam band is, according to Wikipedia, that means that they play extended instrumental grooves.
1: Ooh, wow, how funky. (laughs) And also jam is a food.
0: Oh, right. Good point. (laughs) Um, And they were named after the drummer John Fishman, so not that exciting. Oh. Um, And Rolling Stone in 1998 said that Fish is the most important band of the 90s. What? They didn't even say arguably in front of it, so we have to take their word for it. We I, can't.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. I feel like Rolling Stone is working for Big Fish.
0: <laughs> well, they, I guess, you know, I didn't have time to actually deep, I was like, I'm going to actually just do a lot of a deep dive into fish because they have a really interesting like, yeah. like their story. But then I was like, once again, no time. Yeah. Um, but I do want to sidebar and say that I went to a fish concert one time Uh uh-huh. at Deer Creek. Whoa concert center, which is now called something else, like the Verizon Wireless Center or something, Uh Um, but uh, I was in college, early, early, like, maybe my freshman year of college, and my boyfriend and I were, like, ravers, but he had a bunch of friends who were into fish, and so we decided to go there and, like, camp and, like, (coughs) do the whole thing, and take all the drugs or whatever, Uh and I just have a funny memory of him being, like, I, like, I went, there was, like, showers and stuff, but so I went to the showers, took a shower, and, like, shaved when I came back my boyfriend was like if you really wanted to fit in you
1: would have not shaved your armpits <laughs> what
0: <laughs> like one day of stubble yeah was right gonna make me fit in exactly. with all the hip,
1: hippies there um, well this guy sounds like he belonged at a tool concert <laughs> well he's fine can I tell you a quick story about a fish concert absolutely so I'm not into fish whatsoever sorry Paul um I have a friend who loves fish and goes to see them all the time Um, Anyway, so uh, I went when I was 16 to go see Phil Lesh, who apparently Mm -hmm. is in Fish, Yes. And Bob Dylan at the Saratoga Arts Performing Arts Center or something. I was on vacation in Lake George with a friend who was my bad friend, who I always did everything bad with. And we met these dudes. This is so dangerous. And nowadays, like, not that it wasn't dangerous then, but it was maybe even more dangerous then. But we went off with some older dudes. How old? They were, like, 20. We were 16. Okay. So not, like, crazy gross older, but older (laughs) enough. Well, if you're 20, why the fuck do you hang out with a 16-year-old? And we dropped liquid acid into our eyeballs. Liquid acid.
0: Yeah, that was the thing people did. Yeah,
1: in our eyes. Yeah. I'm like, cool, I'll just put whatever the fuck this is into my eye. Anyway, fish. Yeah. Who knew?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that that the other part of that is that I was – it just – I like to make fun of myself a little bit because I was still like figuring out who I was as a person back then. So I was just like kind of like a little bit of a poser half the time. Sure. Um, But I so I listened to like that one popular Fish song, which is like bouncing around the room or something. Can you sing it? No. Okay. I don't know know any of Fish songs. Um, It's actually a really good song, but it doesn't really. It doesn't. It's not like the rest of their songs. Okay. It's like shorter and poppier. Anyway, moving on to. For some reason, this is a lot of jam bands. I don't know why. Um, This is the String Cheese Incident. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good Lord, huh? Uh,
0: I know. So, this is interesting, though. So, they were... 1993, Colorado, Crested Butte, and Telluride is where they're from. Mm. Um, Wikipedia Genre says that they're progressive bluegrass, country, neo-psychedelia, and a jam band. Wow. Um, Supposedly, the... The name came from... The, one of the members was playing the mandolin, and the string broke and hit the other person in the face during the show, which was like a... I don't know. They knew. Yeah. But more than likely, they just made <laughs> a bunch of stories up, and they don't... They've never really said what the name came from. Sure. Um, they were the first jam band to play Lollapalooza ever in 2004. Wow. And interestingly to me, they were... Involved in that big antitrust lawsuit against Ticketmaster, like Pearl Jam and like all those
1: people <laughs> were
0: doing. Like, wow. I guess the Straight <laughs> Cheese incident was like big enough to. Like, us too.
1: <laughs> we also don't like this shit. We're Straight Cheese. Give uh, us a break. Buy our tickets. And this is
0: also something I wanted to do <laughs> with more research into, but this is a food podcast, not a music podcast. But um, they lost that lawsuit, which I guess I just kind of always like. Oh, I didn't like, know that. I remember it was a big deal. Yeah. And Pearl Jam was like, we'll never play a show again where there's Ticketmaster. And then they sort of just like, Settled. Yeah. And then they basically Ticketmaster released more tickets to the band to sell in different venues or in different ways, but they still all use Ticketmaster now. That's
1: fascinating. I know.
0: Wow. Okay, moving on. Uh, The next band is Archers of Loaf. Oh. Have you heard of them?
1: No. Really? I don't think so, but I love the name. I love the word loaf. All
0: right. These guys are super 90s. Um, I came to know about them because they were on the My So-Called Life soundtrack when I was a high school student. God damn it. Um, I love that show. I was not allowed to watch My So-Called Life because my mom thought it was Bad for children to watch. Um, yeah. So even though I wasn't a child, I was a teenager. But whatever, it's Jordan fine. Jordan
1: Catalano caused yeah. like you know <laughs> uh, unexpected <laughs> orgasms.
0: Um, so these guys were formed in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, in '91. Woohoo!
1: Just uh, kidding. I've
0: never been there. <laughs> they broke up um, in the late '90s, but they reunited in 2011, which was like the big year when all the '90s bands like got back together and started touring again, sure, which sure. was kind of annoying for me. But whatever. Um, <laughs> The, one of the members, the lead singer, or I don't know if he was the lead singer, one of them was a saxophone major, and the reason why he dropped out of college is because he didn't want to be a band director, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Um, they have a song that most people know called Web in Front, which... What? Web in Front? No, I know, but
1: like, what does that mean? It's what
0: is... the 90s. It's just like a song title. It
1: just rings vagina to
0: me. Oh, okay. I didn't... didn't one that hasn't
1: been used in some time. <laughs>
0: It is on Pitchfork's list of 500 songs, but it's like a a very vague list. It's like the top 500 songs in recent decades. So um, (laughs) cool. And I'm not sure what that means. Um, But it's interesting, they actually had an opportunity to get signed to Maverick Records. Um, But it was the glorious time in the 90s when they refused to sell out, and selling out was actually bad. So they were like, we refuse to go on Maverick Records because we'll be on there with other shitty acts like Alanis Morissette and Uh, Candlebox.
1: uh, uh, Well, (laughs) one of those is true. Arguably, Candlebox
0: is not that bad. Uh, (laughs) um, And then I just have some some other movie moments that they are so in hackers you can see an archers of love poster in the club Cyberdalia, wherever they play that video oh again. really yeah and then on the tv show archer um he apparently has a lacrosse team at some point and he names his team the archers of loaf cross uh, <laughs> oh how obscure
1: how <laughs> <laughs> straight that show's mad funny all right
0: but do i then... have enough time for another one sure sure oh, right. read right. one more all right let's <clears> do <throat> the very last one which is salt and pepper oh my god um 1985 they're a new york band brooklyn queens um salt is cheryl james peppa is sandra denton and spinderella dj spinderella is deidre roper so interestingly just a couple of quick facts they recruited spinderella to their band in 1987 when she was 15 years
1: old oh my god that's crazy that's crazy
0: um their album very necessary which was their fourth album was the highest selling album by female rap act Ever. It still is. Whoa. It had shoop, what a man, none of your business. Yo, dude. None of your business, Fucking as I say. Bangers.
1: <laughs> You're like, shoop, what a man, and then the rest is none of your business. Um,
0: they <coughs> also, um, they, in addition to this, they actually are one of the best-selling rap acts of all time, male or female. So that's pretty that's incredible. Dope. Um They're just like a really cool, obviously, rap group that sort of made it okay for women to be talking about sexuality openly, and I really think that that's amazing. Um, I do also want to point out, final thing, um, I'm not a super fan, so I did not realize that in 1988, they released an album called Assault with a Deadly Pepper.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yo, that's amazing. I know. That's so good. Uh, Oh, S&P. Yeah. Want to get with me. Yeah. Um, cool man those were really great references definitely <laughs> never really remember hearing of Arches of Loaf at right. all but I'm going to go download their home catalog on Napster when I get home You definitely should. <clears throat> okay we're going to take a quick break when we come back I have a riveting story for you about a Italian ice wrapper hmm. my name is Brandon Hoy co-owner of Robarda's a super duper awesome place Provertis is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Are you enjoying this podcast? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. My name is Coral Lee, and I'm the host of Meant to Be Eaten here on HRN. Every week, I look at cross cultural exchange in food and contemporary media. What determines authenticity? What, if anything, gets lost in translation when cooking foods from another's culture? You can find Meant to be Eaten wherever you listen to podcasts and on Radio network.org. Oh, my glasses. My glasses won't go on with my headphones. My glasses won't go on with my headphones. Or will they? Um, <clears throat> okay. My story today is about my favorite rapper of all time. And you know that I love rap music and I'm very discerning and I have I've actually been called a rap genius, no brag, cleaning my glasses, by Mass Appeal magazine. And my favorite rapper is Vanilla. <laughs> What is a rap genius? I don't know. That is true, though. I was featured in Mass Appeal once, which is my favorite, favorite magazine of all time, and that was enough. And in the text, they called me a rap genius. What
0: were you featured for?
1: Uh, I was doing a food section, actually. That's so crazy. How funny that I bring that up. (laughs) Uh, Funny that I decided to brag about that. So Mass Appeal is like a rap magazine, basically, hip hop magazine and i was featured doing a bunch of different um recipes with ricotta and the whole thing was called get that ricotta bada bing bada boom after an mf doom song cool so this is not about my favorite rapper but a rapper and i say that lightly hey rapper um named vanilla ice oh so (laughs) the year is 19 now please people at home and nicole Please sit down, brace yourselves, make sure you don't have to poop or fart, because this is silly and funny, and it's going to make everything come out. The year is 1967. The average income is $7,300. $7,300? That
0: that seems
1: quite low, doesn't it? Per year? Per year. Okay. The first issue of Rolling Stone is published. Christmas, or Christmas, was on a Monday, (laughs) and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band also came out. Additionally, a man by the name of Rob Van Winkle was born on a spooky birthday of October 31st in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> he later would become known as Vanilla Ice. So as a kid, Bobby Winkle, or Bobby Wanky, as I like to call him, moved schools a lot. And he, he's quoted as saying that he began wearing wacky, mismatched outfits, like different shoes, different pants. Uh, quote: I'd wear a boot on one foot and a tennis shoe on the other.
0: I guess I'm gonna have to rock that look. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I'd wear blue jeans with one long leg and the other leg cut off. Stuff like that. So clearly there was trouble at home. What year was this? <laughs> the year was like I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and say maybe like the late '70s, early '80s. All right. Okay. Uh, he was moving around. I'm not really sure why his stepdad was some kind of menace to society. So uh, <laughs> in 1990. Uh, well, first of all at age 16 he writes a song and it's called Ice Ice Baby um, and the lyrics are based on a weekend he has with a friend uh, who's a DJ named DJ Shay in South Florida and the lyrics describe which I never knew because this is such a freaking pop song but the lyrics describe Ice and Shay on a drug run that ends in a drive by shooting uh, while, pa- while praising Ice's rhyming skills I did not know that either it's very violent it's terrible <clears throat> I didn't have the heart to l- re-listen to it so, <laughs> so get a grasp on the lyrics I just couldn't really bring myself so then he releases um, to the extreme in 1990 that sold 7 million copies and the breakout single ice ice baby was on it which he had written when he was 16 years old but at the time when it comes out he's like 22. So, the year 1990, The Simpsons air for the first time. The 49ers win the Super Bowl, and to the extreme sells 7 million albums, becoming the fastest-selling hip-hop album of all time to date. Really? Yes. Ice Ice Baby. Okay. So, then, in the late, in the late 90s, Ice begins an 8-month an relationship with Madonna and appears in photographs in her book Sex, and he gets really pissed off about that. He dated Madonna? For 8 months. Mada- here's something else about vanilla ice you might not remember. He was hot. He was hot. I remember that kind of He was freaking hot. And honestly, a nineteen ninety vanilla ice, I-, I would give a dog a bone. Okay. For real. Alright. Although he time. seems like he's probably a Republican. I don't know. <clears throat> You're <clears throat> <And> just <throat> you got scared that one time. Who's whenever. to say? <laughs> um so uh, when a Dallas Morning News reporter in the in the mid-90s asks Vanilla Ice what his mother's profession was, actually it was the early 90s, he reports, none of your fucking business in an attempt to rectify this. His label wrote a fake biography with his name and tried to pass it off, like his life story, without him knowing about it. And like the forward says, uh, with help to my friend, blah, 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 who basically wrote this for me. Wow. I couldn't have done it without him. Huh. So it's this ridiculous book. I highly recommend reading it. Wait, it's a whole book? It's a book. It's his like... Autobiography, unauthorized biography of him. No, they wrote an autobiography that was quote unquote written by him, but he didn't know about it. That's amazing. I know that the '90s were a wild time. So by 1994, Ice receives less publicity and faded from the public spotlight. And after becoming more interested with the Rastafari movement, Ice Ice becomes a vegetarian, grows dreadlocks, and talked more openly about smoking cannabis. Okay, Uh, so, sure, great, good for you, white guy with dreads, that's totally normal. At and around this time, Ice begins using ecstasy, cocaine, and heroin, and during periods of heavy drug use, Ice received many tattoos. According to Ice, quote, in his binge days, he didn't even realize how many tattoos he was getting. Hardcore. Dude. Okay. (laughs) I laughed my way through much of this, and then it really starts about now. I'm sorry, I don't like to laugh at other people's pains, but this is very silly. Ice's third studio album is called Hard to Swallow. What year was this? <laughs> it's, it's in 2000. He he him and several other people who are making probably six figures agree that this is a good name for now. Six album. figures. <laughs> hard to Swallow. Come on people. That's what he's and she and they said. It's uh,
0: pushing the envelope. It's edgy. It's
1: very edgy. In May 2000, Ice wrestled in a match promoted by <laughs> Juggalo champion, Championship Wrestling, uh, then known as Juggalo well, Championship Wrestling. So, okay, sorry.
0: You no, know, go ahead, please. In the, the, at, by this time, is his? Is he still like? doing well like people seem like him no heavens no he's fallen from grace listen okay when did when did he fall from grace He
1: immediately after okay so just kind of like really high really low right so in 1994 now I I also need to mention that Ice grew up like semi-privileged okay um and then he like got Ice Ice Baby that happened he was like on top of the world but then quickly everyone was like this guy's a fucking clown you know, he, is, he has one song, and then he stars in, like, the Ninja Turtles movie. Correct. I was hoping you were going to bring that up, because my little brother was obsessed with that. <clears> and <throat> yeah. And I've seen it. And then he does his own movie. And he's, he's a tool. He's a jag. You know? I'm sorry. He's a one pony Sorry, okay, so if you're out there, he's call still me. trying to make it work though. He's trying it's to make it to work. Swallow. He goes okay. through. It's he's one of those people. that's like you know, people keep being like, I said, "We can bring you back. You you could be a contender." It's like <laughs> so, Rocky of hip hop. So he decides to wrestle in a Juggalo wrestling competition. That's exactly right, Nicole. So, uh, and then it's called Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Yes. And he fills in for one of the ICP members named Shaggy Two Dope. Who had been injured in another match, shockingly. (laughs) Uh, This just in. uh, This is a crazy thing to do. On October 23rd, 2001, he releases a double album, which is always a great idea. Uh, See Nelly's double album, Sweatsuit, Mm -hmm. as reference, um, called Skabaz and Bomb De System were released together uh, called Bipolar. How do you spell Skabaz? S-K-A-B-Z. Okay. Skabaz? Scabs. scabs Ew <laughs> <laughs> Ew So scabs and what was the other one? Oh good lord I can't believe what it says Scabs Scabs and bomb the system And then it's a and it it's The double album. Op- yes If you buy them together They're called bipolar Got it um, So A critic named Bradley terreno Disliked the album Criticizing it Saying <laughs> quote Wildly uneven And at times Hilariously bad but also stating Vanilla Ice is still better than a lot of rap metal bands that erupted in the early aughts. Thank God someone said it. Someone had to say it. They're so bad. Thank you very much, Bradley Torino. From January to February 2004, Ice appeared on the reality television series, The Surreal Life. Although much of the series was staged, Ice found the experience to be therapeutic, stating that the comment made by Tammy Faye Mesner during (laughs) filming, quote, we are who we are because of who we were. <laughs> Helped him accept his past, <laughs> his sorted past. <laughs>
0: so he didn't even need to pay for therapy for you <clears throat> You can just have one He was on the fucking
1: surreal life. I don't know. This guy's a nut. He's, it doesn't end there. Okay. So this is where it gets really insane. Ice's pet Wallaroo. Now, I did not bother to look up what a Wallaroo is. How could you not? (laughs) I don't feel well. I have pneumonia. (laughs) I was like, that sounds like something Australian. Ice's pet, Wallaroo, Bucky, and his pet goat, Poncho, (laughs) uh, this is where his troubles with the law really kick in, escaped from his uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida home in November 2004. After wandering around local streets for over a week, the animals were caught and returned. He paid $220 fine per pet and an undisclosed fine for the escape of the animals. Just letting Wallaroo walk around his neighborhood I like that it's an undisclosed fact. I know right the police are like we don't want the public to know how much it costs for a goat to escape your backyard get this wallaroo back (laughs) in the house I have to to tell you one more time Uh, Vanilla Ice then appears on season 6 of the UK show Dancing on Ice Dancing on Ice? (laughs) like he's ice skating? yes he's fucking Vanilla Ice So Vanilla Ice appears on the sixth (laughs) season of the show, Dancing on Ice, as well as various other ice skating tours. So he then becomes like an ice dancer. What? A Vanilla Ice Dancer. How can that be? Because he he can do anything. He owns a Wallaroo. He can ice skate. He's a juggalo. He fucked Madonna. Probably in the ass. I'm just saying. He can do anything. I just, I feel like ice skating is
0: hard to learn. Did he learn it later in life? Was he always an ice skater? I have so many questions. These are questions you'll have to ask
1: V.I. himself. (laughs) All right. In 2011, Ice plays Captain Hook in the Chatham-Kent Central Theater production of Peter Pan, a role previously belonging to none other than America's sweetheart, Henry Winkler. What? I don't, how
0: is, what's happening? I don't understand.
1: I'm telling you, it just keeps getting weirder. Okay. (laughs) On September 15th, 2013, Vanilla Ice performs at the halftime show of a Houston Texans game, and they went on to lose the remaining 14 games of the season.
0: Okay, well, I don't think you could, Those are not correlated.
1: <laughs> Leading some players to blame Vanilla Ice for their losing streak. Sure. April 30th, 2016, Vanilla Ice was announced as one of the celebrities to compete on the 23rd season. That seems like a lot of seasons of Dancing with the Stars. Um, and then on January uh, 4th, 2019... Uh, he was announced that Dave Franco, um, everyone's favorite celebrity brother, uh, was attached to star as Vanilla Ice in the Vanilla Ice biopic. Is that James Franco's brother? Yes, that's right. Now, here are a couple quick facts I need to tell you about Vanilla Ice, and I don't care if we run 30 minutes over on this, because you have to hear this. <laughs> I can't wait. Following the success of Ice Ice Baby. This is one of the craziest fucking things i ever heard in my life. <clears throat> Producer Shug Knight, who we all know, uh, and two bodyguards arrive, and this is, this is hearsay, but I think it's true because I read it in multiple sources, arrive at the Palm in West Hollywood where Ice was eating. Uh, this is in the very early 90s. After showing ICE's bodyguards, uh, shoving Ice's bodyguards aside, Knight and his own bodyguards sat down in front of Ice, staring at him before finally asking, how you doing? Similar incidents were repeated on several occasions. Eventually, Knight shows up at Ice's hotel suite on the 15th floor, the Bel Air Hotel, accompanied by a member of the L.A. Raiders football team. According to Ice, Knight took him out on the balcony by himself and implied that he would throw him off the balcony unless he signed the publishing rights of the song over to Knight. And Knight used Ice's money that he got the rights to Ice Ice Baby by threatening to throw him off the fucking balcony, and he used it to open Death Row Records.
0: Is that... That's him, but I thought, also, Mm -hmm. I thought that Vanilla Ice, like the background song, the the actual... Yeah, it's under pressure. So, and
1: didn't he not get any money from it? Well, he got sued later on in almost the 2000s by David Bowie and Queen. I don't know why it took so long. Huh. So took like ten years. If
0: Suge Knight on the rights wouldn't, I
1: don't know. I like, have no clue okay, what well, happened, whatever. but I think that's a crazy story. <clears throat> so then I got really curious, and I wanted to see what his favorite food was. <laughs> so then an interview with Food Network comes up, in which <laughs> uh, here's a snippet of it. The Food Network interviewed Vanilla. Yes. So like these two people are interviewing. Them. They go, describe your fa- your cooking style in three words. Vanilla ice. Magic ninja skills. Mm-hmm. What's the first food you recall making? <clears throat> Hungry Jack instant mashed potatoes. Yum. No no, uh, no hate there. Uh, what's the most memorable meal you had? At the Forge restaurant in Miami with my grandmother, 1999, drinking Chateau Latif Rothschild 67. What?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's
1: like $10,000 a bottle. Okay. What's your signature dish? I'm sweating so much telling this story. Uh, tailgate tap tofu. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tailgate. (laughs) Tailgate? Tailgate tofu lollipops.
0: What the?
1: What is that? I'm about to tell you. He goes on to explain. You take a stick, poke it into good quality, low moisture tofu, Uh then dip it in buttermilk, roll it in a panko crust, deep fry it, and make an awesome hot sauce with blue cheese dressing. Delicious. Uh, Okay. Here's another thing about vanilla ice. He cuts cuts his own hair. Excuse me? It's a cake pop made of tofu. (laughs) tailgate i don't know why it's portable in the parking lot it would be cold and fucking soggy by that time i don't know good luck bringing that to a tailgate that's what i say he cuts his own hair even at the height of his fame vanilla ice wouldn't trust anyone to get near his trademark hair that he dubbed the the beak wow one more fact he can't cry (laughs) (laughs) he can't I say, maybe he doesn't have any tear ducts. That's what's written in my notes. He's quoted as saying, I don't cry and I don't know why. Even when I shattered my ankle as a teenager in a motorcycle accident, I didn't cry. Uh, the only time he confesses to having even a sensation of tears is when he was handed plaques for performing, uh, for having a platinum record. My eyes got watery. It's as close to crying as I'd ever come. Also, at age 18, he was stabbed in the butt and lost four pints of blood. There's that much blood in your butt. That's all I know about vanilla Ice.
0: <laughs> that just seems like a random collection of facts about like seventy other people. I but know it's all his life. I'm sorry, but it wasn't. The-
1: <laughs> <laughs> can't he could? What can he do? He ruins baseball seasons. He loves tofu. He has dreadlocks. Yeah, he I mean, cuts his own hair.
0: An early advocate
1: for meatless tailgating. <laughs> he a- has a plant-based diet. <laughs> I think he unfortunately also like beats his wife and so oh, he's no, not as great as no, he sounds way to end on a dad I'm just saying I feel people need the whole picture
0: I feel like I could be wrong there's two things I want to please first of all the Ninja Turtle thing is he went on tour with the Ninja Turtles yeah that's right live concert series yeah. On VHS in my home that I watched many, many times. Yeah, they'd all I'd dance go together. Ninja, go, Ninja, ninja go. Go. go, Ninja, go. Go, Ninja,
1: go, Ninja, go. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny.
0: And there, in my mind, for some reason, I thought that he turned Christian and started doing Christian rap, but I could be totally making that up, and there's no way for us to find <clears throat> out for
1: sure. So. I, I don't think so. I think he got very into the. Are the juggalo somehow oddly Christian? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought you were a Juggalo.
0: Yeah, I'm not.
1: <laughs> Why are you wearing that face paint? Then?
0: People always think. It's are you Halloween? In, Kiss? Oh. in October, I wear my uh, costume all year round.
1: Yo, he's born on Halloween, also. All right, another spooky thing. Very about him. spooky. I mean, honestly, I didn't really think that there was that much meat in this vanilla sandwich. <laughs> it's tofu.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: They're like in this in the uh, interview, which I didn't write down this part, but I'll just. Um, I'll air quote it. He says they're like, "What would you never eat?" And he's like, "Anything meat. Meat is disgusting. Meat is murder." Oh right, I forgot. I guess because of the Rossifarianism. he yes. became a vegetarian
0: early on. Yeah, he was an early adapter. Forgot, forgot. Sorry. Um,
1: it's a weird story. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing now. Oh, and also I didn't mention that he had also been arrested, maybe like this year, or a couple of years ago, for like stealing a pool a pool vacuum. <laughs> 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 This Yo, is- fall from grace. Shook Knight got all your money, and now you have to fucking steal pull vacuums Also, oh, Shook
0: Knight, don't intimidate people like that. That is don't. not okay. Steal Freddie
1: Mercury's money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bummer. Crazy story. So, okay. I guess a quick Shaq recommends question would be what would you recommend if you're starting a band and you know you want a food name? How do you pick one? <laughs>
0: Well, and what would yours be? Interestingly, I was because I was trying to find out the origin of all these band names, and it turns out that most people just come up with like a dumb band name, and then people then, if they become big enough, constantly ask them why they made it up, and so they just either have to admit that it's just meaningless, or they come up with a whole bunch of crazy stories. Yeah. So the most common way for people to come up with band names, as far as I can tell, according to like Wikipedia. Or this website that actually lists like every band ever made and how they got their name, <laughs> but it's not very credible. Um, is they just open a dictionary and the first like two words they see become? Oh come on! The name of the
1: band. I guess that explains Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, so just open up the dictionary. The dictionary, the- yeah. Okay, what would your food band name be?
0: Um, <clears throat> that's hard. I think I need to wait until next. I need to think about that. Okay, I can't fine. answer that on the fly, but oh. Okay, cool. What about you? Oh, I do have a band name that's actually been floating around in my life since... What is it? I was in college, but I can't remember if I came up with it or if my friend came up with it. So if you're listening, friend from college, um, it's Feed Us Fetus, feed <laughs> <laughs> which is so clever, I think. Obviously, it has to be like a metal band or something. That's funny.
1: Um, I think mine would be Soup Pants, uh, and I say that because they're my two favorite things. And so pants. I love pants. I love soup. And <laughs> I think that that's what your food name should be like your two favorite
0: things my two favorite things <clears throat> right okay so for you like I still need to think about it I yeah, don't know what my favorite yours could good. be like I don't know myself
1: nacho reading <laughs> nacho reading nacho reading <laughs> um what are your top three fave band or solo artists that are named <laughs> after foods well um so these were kind of stretches
0: but so I didn't include them but brandy even though that's, oh, yeah, just that's her
1: name yeah is, yeah that's
0: there I was like her story is kind of interesting <clears throat> um Bread. Oh, God bless them. Absolutely, soft, gentle, rocking sounds of <laughs> bread. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I like blue eyes or Cold. What can I say? Oh, that is a good
1: one. Blue eyes or is good. Okay, my is my number three is meatloaf, mm-hmm. which I wanted to briefly mention. That um, in case anyone doesn't know, the song "I Will Do Anything <laughs> for Love" is, uh, and what he won't do is shocking. And uh, if we have any baby listeners, please tune out now. He won't get pegged. He will not be fucked in the ass with a strap on by his girlfriend. Now he decides to make an entire music video about it where he's dressed as a beast.
0: <laughs> and It's Beauty and the Beast, like the retelling. I'm
1: not sure how that relates to the pegging issue. Oh, no music videos correlate to the song. You know, That's so true. But also, sidebar, sidebar, that was the first time that I ever realized what a movie was. Or a show. I was like watching that video when I was like maybe six, and I was like, wait, am I just watching real life? Like, or they're <laughs> pretending because I was like, no one can be this disgusting. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you
0: thought it was real. You thought it yes, was real. And exactly. then you
1: were like, oh no, this man's so ugly. He cannot yeah, be alive. Correct. And I'm like, and he doesn't want to get pegged. <laughs> I'm the one who broke the story on that. Um, my number two favorite food band, I guess, would have to be, well, Ice uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Between Ice Cube and Ice Tea, but Ice Cube I prefer.
0: I mean, I love Ice Tea because he's on Law and Order, yeah. or one of those situations. Yeah, Ice Tea is also great.
1: Yeah. And then my number one is also very obscure, but Cannibal Ox. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you eat people, then that's a food band. And also Ox. Yeah. As a food.
0: Also, your Instagram name used to be Cannibal Ox. Cannibal
1: Ox. Yeah, that's which, what I said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. I didn't... Cannibal Ox. Cannibal locks. <laughs> Cannibal locks. Now, that's a plan on words, if I've ever heard one. Sure is. Well... I gotta say that even though this is gonna be my last show because I'm dying, (laughs) I I had a great time. Oh, same. Should we mention that we're drinking hot toddies that I brought from home? No, we should not. Okay, good. (laughs) I brought them in one of these hydro flasks. It it stayed piping hot until I got here. It is piping hot. This was a fun episode. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. What are you gonna do? Are we gonna go out after this? We are, yeah. Drinks? We have
0: a plan to go out. I don't know if you forgot because of your,
1: oh yes, my, co- my, <laughs> condi- my condition. <laughs> um, guys, I just want to mention that the HRN um, gala is coming up on the 11th. So if you haven't yet bought your tickets, then you're an idiot. Please get them. Um, That's the way to get. Yeah. Forwarded. Shame, shame for shame. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot to do nowadays in New York City and beyond. Um, so you have to shame people to do what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't go, we're going to read your names publicly on the air. <laughs>
0: How I have so many questions, but yeah. I can't wait to do that. And
1: that sounds great. Yeah, we're gonna be there. We're gonna be wearing gowns mm-hmm. and a, a ball of, gown. One of us will be dressed as a beast, and it will be Zara. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what you don't need to do is challenge me or threaten me or or in any way uh, think that I won't dress as a beast. I know, I know that. No, I don't. They don't know. That. I'm dressed as one right now. Yes, it's my permanent costume. <laughs> Guys, pray for me that I get through this breakup. Okay. My heart's hurting. I can't smoke. God damn it. I know. And my goal is just to try to like float on through to the other side. Yeah, great. And I can finally enjoy enjoy my life again. And pray for Nicole too.
0: Yeah, you should be praying for me. For no reason other than that. Well, my boots. Dude. Oh, her boots. they the longest relationship I've ever had. <clears throat> What is the longest romantic relationship you've ever
1: had? Uh, four years? Same with me. Not extremely long. I was very bored by the end, but I was also only, <laughs> <laughs> I was also only like 20. Sure. You know? Yeah. Well, no, that's a lie. I was 24, so I started when I was 20. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, now you guys know a little bit about us. We're going to go get hammered. <laughs> and love you very much. Hasta la pasta. Peace forever. <laughs>